Welcome to North Shore News Week. Hello, hello, North Shore, and welcome to another episode of uh, North Shore News Week. Thank you for joining us. You are with the co-founders of the record northshore.org. That is Martin Carlino, our senior editor, Megan Bernard, our managing editor, and myself, Joe Coglin. Thank you again. North Shore Newsweek is, is a, about a 20-minute podcast in which we break down our stories from the past week in, in little snippets. Um, we try to just give you another way to, to access the news. We hope you enjoy it. As always, the full stories on all these little tidbits are, are at the recordnorthshore.org, so make sure to check them out. We do that in three segments, our lead story, then up and down the shore, and then our featured feature. Um, then we say goodbye for the day and kind of give you a little bit of what's to come. So here we go. We're going to jump right in with our lead story. And for the past few weeks, we've had um, some COVID updates um, specific to the area. Last week was, was a bit of a um, back step as we talked about. Um, an increase at the local high school. This week, a couple bits of positive news. Um, for one, we broke a story on Monday and uh, it was approved on Tuesday by the New Trier board that New Trier and the Cook County um, Department of Public Health have an agreement to use the Northfield campus um, as a vaccine site, not a mass vaccine site. This is very targeted to public employees, specifically first responders, um, public facing municipal workers such as public works and educators in the area. And who was involved is not, which communities are involved is not exactly flushed out yet, uh, but it's looking like um, the communities that are involved in Mavis 3, an emergency response unit in the area, which kind of goes um, about 13 communities in the area, including um, all of them in Nutria Township. So um, very good news um, that uh, we're gonna start inoculating. Um, a lot of people in phase 1B, who knows if they set up this site and it goes well. Um, we talked to Cook County Commissioner Scott Britton about this. Who knows if they're able to progress and they're able to get enough vaccine capacity that it turns into something larger. But for now, very targeted for public employees. But a lot of people are frustrated here on the North Shore, um, not to mention across the state, but in the North Shore, um, having a hard time getting vaccine appointments. So this should help with that. And it should be open by February 24th. So good news for the, for the area. Second bit of good news um, is that um, COVID has regressed in uh, the area in the suburban Cook County, which is defined as region 10 by the state, so much so that they have increased dining capacity even more to 40%. Um, and we kind of broke that yesterday as well. Um, just some news about um, how we can go to 40% dining. That's the big news. There's some other little parts of it, which you can find out in our story um, or a maximum of 50 people. Um, so good news for restaurants is they can serve a little more people. It can maybe help them with their bottom line if they want to. I know a lot of residents or, or restaurants are still being careful, but that goes for indoor dining and bar service up to 40% capacity. Things are kind of going forward, guys. Yeah, it's exciting to uh, have another week of positive discussion as well. And uh, as you mentioned, Joe, particularly exciting for our, our local restaurants, obviously a, uh, an area that's been hit uh, very hard by the pandemic and the mitigation me measures that come along with the pandemic. So um, up to 40% capacity, uh, indoor seating capacity is a real nice uptick for a lot of these restaurants. And Hopefully it will be able to bridge the period of time until uh, outdoor dining can open up again in the spring and summer months. So 
hopefully this is just what a lot of our local restaurants need to, uh, to make it to these warmer months. That will hopefully eventually come. I know it's hard to believe uh, given our current weather, but hopefully that uh, warmer weather will be here at some point. Yeah, we decided not to lead with a uh, with a weather story because we're all just so dang depressed about getting hammered by snow for <laughs> two straight weeks. Um, arms very sore, arms and back from shoveling. But uh, we do have some uh, very unique, for lack of a better term, pictures up on our website of uh, snowfall throughout the area earlier this week. So if you're interested in seeing how hard some of your neighbors and uh, nearby towns got hit with snow. Um, check out a photo gallery that's up on our website because there is a lot of snow everywhere. Was it like 18 inches in Wilmette? Is that what we reported? I think, yeah. Um, Glencoe said about 15. I think East Wilmette and Evanston, 18. Um, and Marty, I'd appreciate if you called it by, it's a snowtope gallery. Snowto, yep. Very <laughs> to do this. Big part of community news is using puns to your advantage. So... <laughs> Um, check that out. It's, it's submissions from a lot of your neighbors um, at, uh, at the record, northshore.org. And that is our lead story for the week. Um, so check out the full versions. There's a lot more to go through if you guys want to check out uh, more on the vaccine site or more on indoor dining. We got some attached documents as well. So check it out. Second segment, up and down the shore. We're going to go town by town. Although this week we have a little concentration heavy in Wilmette. A lot of news coming out there, but we're going to start in Glencoe, um, where they're selling an interesting new product, Megan. Yeah, that's called Glencoe Honey. So I don't know if you know this, but there are 7,000 honeybees, um, you know, working right behind the Glencoe Park District. They were, the, um, the hives were installed, I think, two or three years ago or so, and they have produced enough honey for the Park District to filter and jar and now sell their own honey. Um, the hives are actually something that I toured when they first installed them. So that was definitely a first for me, but it's kind of cool to see this kind of come to fruition now that they're actually selling Glencoe honey and the proceeds from those sales are going to go actually to a nice sweet cause, the uh, scholarship program over at the park district that helps those families in need um, that, you know, maybe can't afford all the programming that they would like to afford for their children. Um, so they get a a little bit of a financial assistance from park district. So pretty cool story. They have a nice video up of them actually filtering the honey and kind of, uh, you know, they're actually learning through the process as well. So it's uh, it was a fun one to report. That's for sure. Definitely sounds like quite the buzz up in Glencoe, huh, Megan? <laughs> I love the puns today. <laughs> Definitely the buzz. Very sweet story. I think I have to Google some more uh, bee, bee jokes. Bombs. But... <laughs> what else you got? Um, <laughs> that's what i have off the top of my head yeah i think you're on the uh the beat for that story you know? oh good oh. <laughs> is that the worst one that's the worst yeah. one <laughs> we're gonna take a a little step over the border to Winneka and a story we've been reporting on for a while and you guys probably kept in mind but it is now official for nutria's Winneka campus yeah, it's the end of an era at Nutria High School. Um, you, alluded, you alluded to it there, Joe, but we've covered this story pretty thoroughly the past um, over a month now, but it's officially official now as the Nutria High School Board of Education last night approved a plan that is going to demolish the historic Gates Gymnasium on the Winneka campus and construct a new three-story athletic and kinetic wellness facility. So included in that new facility, which comes with a, a price tag of $75.2 million, is a new competition gym, 
a six lane indoor track, an artificial turf field area, new cardio and weight training spaces, multiple auxiliary gyms um, included as well, and 12 new academic learning spaces, eight of which will be individualized classrooms. Um, there's also some, some other things included in that proposal, which we detail on our website. So I encourage you to um, take a look at, our, at our, our past coverage and the story we have up right now, um, detailing the project in a bit more comprehensive nature. But for those out there wondering, this project is not going to require a referendum. Um, conversely to the West Side Winneka campus, which required a 2014 referendum. So no increase to, um, to your property taxes on the nutrient side of things related to this project. But the timeline right now is that officials are hoping, hoping to start construction at the end of this year in December of 2021. And a targeted completion date is for August of 2023. Yeah, very cool, very heavy story, but uh, you can check out all our coverage, all of Martin's coverage, that's his beat, um, pretty much is the Gates gym, but no, uh, the meeting coverage, uh, Marty's all over, so check that out, that full story. Um, and now, as I mentioned, we have a little concentration in Wilmette, so we're going to skip past, sorry, Northfield and Kenilworth, uh, don't worry, we got stories coming on you too, but right now, I'm going to go to Wilmette, um, got a few, so we're going we're gonna to run through them. First, there was a small fire. Um, at a home in Wilmette. It was put out pretty quickly, but it did cause some damage um, to the home into one room caused by an electric blanket. Um, good job um, of uh, by Megan to get on this story as well. Um, so um, nobody was injured, uh, but there were five inhabitants of the house um, at the time and they got out in time when they kind of stumbled upon an electric blanket engulfed in flames uh, in the living room. So um, check out that story, but it leads us really to our second story um, where uh, the, the fire chief for, he's been with Wilmette and as a public servant for 25 years, um, as uh, the chief for the past few, um, is retiring. So um, let's hear more about um, Chief Ben Wozni. Yeah, the, uh, the Wilmette Village Board had a chance to recognize Chief Wozni for his uh, 25 years plus of public service, and he really has had a, a career that sort of exemplifies um, someone who's dedicated to serving the community. He's been involved in the department as a, a firefighter and a paramedic, a, a lieutenant and a paramedic, a, a duty chief, deputy chief, and then ultimately becoming the fire chief. And um, Chief Wozni uh, told the board and the community that it's been an honor to serve Wilmette. And he's thankful for the time that he, he's been in the village and he's Looking forward to um, spending his retirement with his family after um, 25 years plus of, uh, of serving the community. So um, Chief Wozni is, uh, is retiring here and after a, a very storied career in, in the village of public service. Yeah, thank you, Chief Wozni. Uh, we've talked a few times. So um, if you're listening to this, good luck with everything, sir. Um, and now another another uh, Walmart story we wanted to touch on. A lot of people ask about this. This was actually a request from our reader to check into it. Um, so we did. Um, and uh, good story about it. A large empty lot, um, not empty lot, I'm sorry, empty property in Wilmette that, well, not much movement. Yeah, there currently is very low interest in the uh, Treasure Island site in Wilmette. So right over there in the 900 block of Ridge Road, that space has uh, been unoccupied since 2018 when the um, f the famous grocery store in town, Treasure Island, 
um, shut down and, and that had been there for, for decades. So obviously it was a, a notable closure. And as I mentioned, that, that space has been vacant and there has been no luck really since in, in trying to find a new occupant for that space. We um, talked to John Adler, the uh, community develop, development director with Wilmette and he said that in 2019, there was some interest from Goodwill in occupying the space, but uh, those plans sort of derailed um, as Goodwill backed out of, uh, of an initial lease that, that was agreed upon, but there were never any, uh, never any formal agreements or proposals that made, um, that made their way forward. So since that, there, there hasn't been a ton of interest, and it's, uh, it's going to be a site that the village is really going to look into in its upcoming uh, comprehensive master plan. So Potentially there could be a, a new targeted use maybe in, in the future that the, the village will look at for that site. But yeah, I thought it was interesting in your interview with, with Adler, Marty, it sounded like it sounded like Goodwill just completely ghosted Wilmette, just backed out of lease and, and never re-engaged talks at all. So kind of a bummer. I know some people were excited about that, but they continue to look for a appropriate um, occupant for that space. Um, and now we move down to our featured feature, our fan favorite featured feature. Um, and uh, it, we're sticking with Wilmette. And believe it or not, Wilmette has a dog park, um, the dog beach, of course. They're working on a second dog park. And Megan, a third? <laughs> so we got wind of the second dog park. So I checked in with Steve Wilson over at the Wilmette Park District about the second one, learned about a third one. He was basically saying, I think, We've all kind of heard this now throughout the pandemic. I think we all know people who have gotten puppies. <laughs> so there is a need for more dog parks in the North Shore, specifically Wilmette. So like you said, there's one at Gilson Park, the dog beach. They have one already in the works over at West Park. Um, they're just waiting for approval for that parcel of land. It's actually owned by the village of Glenview. So they are seeking approval in the next couple of months just uh, for special use of that land. But that is basically a for sure thing. Steve said, and then they are targeting a third location now, more of a central location. They're looking at options over at Howard Park or behind um, Mellencrot. And um, they're kind of just discussing the possibility of those locations. Nothing is set in stone yet, but they're trying to work it so they'll have kind of a dog park at all these different parts of town, which is actually pretty interesting to me. Um, you know, if your dog maybe doesn't like the beach, maybe they can go over to West Park or they can go to the central location. Um, you get a dog park. You get a dog exactly. park. Exactly. <laughs> I, I liked his approach that everyone has a new dog, so they're just going to cater to that. And um, there was definitely a request for it. So they're trying to work it out now and we'll have to see where they choose the third place to be. Yeah, it'll be certainly interesting. It's not like those dogs are, are going anywhere. They're only going <laughs> to grow older, so. <laughs> Um, pretty cool thing. Um, more dog parks on the North Shore are coming. Uh, and that's, that's North Shore Newsweek. That's, that, those are our three segments. Um, you know, thank you guys for tuning in. You can find all those stories and more at therecordnorthshore.org. Remember, we are a nonprofit newsroom, um, nonpartisan nonprofit. Um, we appreciate anything, uh, your, your support in any way possible as um, we do this all for the community. We do it for you. Um, important free information and access to information. Um, so we're going to give a quick peek ahead as we have a, a couple big stories coming up. And uh, what do we got, Marty? Yeah, we've got a great uh, feature story coming up sometime later this week or early next week on a 
Northfield native and Nutcher High School alumna, Grace Joyce, who is chasing down her dreams of competing in the 2021 Olympics. So she'll be partaking in Olympic trial runs next week. So very exciting news. She has a chance to qualify and compete in the 2021 Summer Olympics. Um, really awesome feature story that'll be up on our, on our website very soon here. And we've got some village board coverage in Glencoe on Thursday night. And then we're also going to be recapping a Winneka village council meeting that just happened. We also have some, some great sports coverage looking, looking good for this weekend. I encourage um, anyone who's interested in the high school prep sports scene to, to check out the sports area of our website as um, we're updating that always uh, frequently and, and covering the local sports teams in town as best possible. Really looking forward to that Olympic coverage. Um, always love those stories at the local level. Hey, Megan, if you were in the Olympics, what, which, which event would you do? You're just going to put me, put me on the spot like this? <laughs> Completely. <laughs> um, you know, I'll, I'll have to get back to you next week. Or would it be like the office? This is, this is a tease to next week's podcast. Wow, a tease. I think the only correct answer is bobsled. So that's all I was waiting for. <laughs> you didn't get it correct. So sorry. Um, everybody watch Cool Runnings this week. But um, thank so you guys. So we have a bobsled team. <laughs> oh, that was good, Marty. Um, for tuning in this week, um, appreciate it. Check out all the stories and more at therecordnorthshore.org. Thanks for listening.